everybody's kung fu fighting. Time to talk uh, basketball with uh, Body Nodge and uh, some news uh, fresh off the presses in terms of a, a women's uh, team being selected, Body. Yes, indeed. I'm sorry, I just had to stop my kung fu fighting there. Yeah. I was, yeah, I'm in, in my little white pyjamas and my little sash, my little uh, brown belt. Well, you know, <laughs> fell in the dunny. It didn't used to be a brown belt. Anyway, yes, they announced the uh, team for the World Cup. The World Cup, excuse me just one second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry about that. The World Cup is going to be held in Sydney from um, September the 22nd into October. And uh, Australia, obviously, is the host nation. And um, the big selection that the 12-player team has announced this morning, and Lauren Jackson at 41 years old, still six foot five, still exceptional, and now, finally, after a long break from the game, healthy, is in it. And that's okay. like that's a massive story right across the world. Uh, I mean, places like Seattle, where she... Uh, the Australian squad had a camp, a squad of 15, uh, had a camp in New York uh, just a week or two ago. And then after the, the camp, she popped back, back down to Seattle where she had won a couple of championships in the WNBA and multiple MVPs of the WNBA, which is the number one competition in the, in the, um, in the country. And, and they, as soon as she walked in the stadium, she got a standing ovation from um, a sold-out crowd because they were there to watch Sue Bird, another great champion mm-hmm. of the Seattle Storm, playing her last couple of games. So, uh, yeah, she's just right around the world. She's Because she has been the best player in the world, and that is a claim no other basketball player from Australia can make. And it's not even one she'd make, but people will make it on her behalf because that's how dominant she was everywhere she went. So for her to be back, it's just, it's just a fabulous story, and at 41, this is just way beyond her expectations. I think I've said on the program before that I read her autobiography, mm. Lauren Jackson and My Story, and, and I came away a little bit sad because of um, it wasn't a happy tale, and it should have been because she is our greatest player ever. And um, now to have this postscript, to see her smiling, to see her healthy, it's it's a wonderful thing, and I think I'm not sure exactly how much you can give them on the court. Obviously, sufficient to make the 12 player team, but I think in the locker room, just her presence, just just her just being around a player with her attitude and her, the, she's another one of these players that like Patty Mills, Andrew Gaze. You know that the green and gold means everything to them. So really looking forward. I'll, I'll be going. To, I'll be attending that. I wouldn't miss that for the world. And really looking forward to seeing her play. And I see the name Sarah Blixarves in the uh, 12 uh, body. So good news on the family front. Yes, yes, indeed. I'll be, I was thrilled that she made it because she was in a tough group of players. There yeah. was her, Annalie Maley, Lauren Jackson, of course, um, and, of course, uh, Darcy Garbin and Alana Smith. And Alana Smith had played at the Olympics in Tokyo, and she's the unlucky one that misses out from that particular cluster of players that were all competing for the same spot. So great job by Sarah, but... She's a terrific human being. She's not just a great player. She's a really bubbly, upbeat personality, and, and there's nothing false about it. It's just really what she's like. She's just generally a happy person. And, and that Tokyo Olympic team, as you'll remember if you throw your minds back, had all the problems with Liz Cambridge on the, right on the um, eve of the, of the games. And so she was out of the team, and, and they brought Sarah in. They flew Sarah in from Melbourne to Tokyo, and she was exactly the right person because her personality did a lot to 
bring the group back together and, and focus and, and be happy about playing for Australia because they're, they're all in a very, very dark place because of what had all gone down. I mean, we don't want to revisit all, all of it, but um, what had gone down, they were in a real bad place and, and her I was just as a human being picked them up. But as a player, she's just improved out of sight in the last couple of years. So yeah, I'm very, very thrilled for her. On paper, body, can we make a real big mark here in this tournament? Well, we want to. That's the thing. Is you, this is the the post Cambridge era, so you want to you want to be sort of making some sort of statement because at the last World Cup they did play off for the gold medal against the USA. Obviously, fell a bit short, but came away with silver. So they've got something to prove. But wow, the group that they're in, my God, it's France, which is a, a top nation. Serbia, top nation. Japan, who we've been Japan's bunnies for the last couple of years. If you look back at Asia Cup and anywhere else where we've we've played them. And uh, Canada is another team that's just stacked full of very good players that are playing WNBA. Some of them have played WNBL, um, won MVP awards out here in our league, and then there's Mali. So Mali is the one you probably pencil in, but that's a super tough group. It really is. I don't, I don't subscribe to the soccer, <laughs> the soccer thing of the group of death. We have got the group of death, which, which seems to be like a soccer trademark. Yeah. But um, this is the group of uh, very bad backache. <laughs> just trying to think uh, body how many nations are over here and uh, it'll obviously uh, be, a, be a big thing for basketball in this country once it gets up and running there's uh, i think it's i'm not sure if it's 24 wow or um uh, but yeah it's, it's and there's a big play in like you've got to actually qualify it's very much along the same lines as what soccer does for its World Cup, and they do that now with FIBA with both the men and the women, where you've got to come through. Mm. I, th- I think the men is even more. I think the men might be 32, come down to the last uh, to, to the actual tournament, and it doesn't quite go on as long as the soccer um, World Cup does, which I think goes on for what, six or seven months or something, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> it's a fair while, <laughs> buddy. We, we've got a question. Other eliminations, yes. Uh, so. It's a, it's a big, big, it's the biggest event. FIBA wanted to be bigger than the Olympics, but and I think we've discussed on the program before, people want to be Olympians. They don't want to be World Cupians. Mm. Now, Mick's got a question for you, uh, and we were going to ask you about this this morning. Uh, boys, love listening to Body. All the best with your new book. Um, can you tell us if the Bullets still have Robert Franks for the year? Well, we know the answer's no. He signed with the Adelaide 36ers, but he mightn't be with Adelaide either, though, now. We've just lost body there. Uh, yeah, we will endeavour to get him back as soon as we can, Andrew, because mm. just as we asked him that question. Yeah, so, Mick, uh, yeah, he has signed with the Adelaide 36ers. He won't be at the Brisbane Bullets, but it appears as though there are big money offers coming in from Europe for him, okay. Andrew. Right, eh? So uh, we're seeming that a, a lot with our mm. basketballs. Yeah. As, as good as the uh, the NBL is, obviously everyone is watching overseas and yeah. they want that talent. Yep. So, uh, yeah. uh, Body, we, we've got you back now. Oh, yeah, but on five-second delay, you heard what I said, and bang, you just <laughs> cut me loose. <laughs> so <laughs> Mick said he loves listening to you on the show, loves the new book, and can you tell him if Robert Franks is still playing with the Bullets this year? Well, we answered the question, no. He's signed with the Adelaide 36ers. Adelaide 36ers, yes, he's come to my town. But uh, uh, he may not be there because it seems as though there's big money offers coming for him from Europe. Well, yeah, it, it all is contingent on whether he has a, a European outcalls, which I don't know if he does or he doesn't. So if he does, well, he may well be gone. But at this stage, they're very confident he'll be here. 
So that answers my question. Now, how's the book going? It is flying off the shelf. Really? I'm, I'm, yes, I'm stunned. It is, yeah, it's in all sorts of locations. It's in news agents and, and airports, not just not just obviously in bookstores. It's You can find it in, in many, many places, yeah. Um, people are very interested in, in the Paddy Mill story, and then when they discover it's also a story of the, that particular journey that we all, that we all were on um, for the Tokyo Olympics, um, yeah, it, it seems to um, it seems to be capturing the imagination. I'm 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 thrilled a bit. I, I can't tell you how thrilled I am, to be honest. Well, good on you, buddy. Well, it uh, augurs well for that next one you are uh, releasing in January. What's it called again? <laughs> it's, a, it's called unfinished business. <laughs> okay. Jeez. <laughs> Name rank and serial number is all you get out of body. <laughs> oh, this one, this one has to be in the vault because okay. yeah, it has to. You see why? Okay. All right. Oh, right. oh that's even be, uh, be far away. even yeah. that's attempting. Uh, just on a more uh, sort of dark uh, topic, uh, body. This Brittany Griner story in uh, Russia. Uh, yeah. Sentenced to nine years, uh, that's yes. fairly brutal, isn't it? Um, have you heard any it word is. as to, you know, whether there can be some sort of prisoner swap or whether any sort oh, of diplomatic yeah. sort of uh, noises are making any difference? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's it's about um, her, her pleading guilty. With, I mean, she was guilty, so mm. pleading guilty is not a big deal. But her pleading guilty, then they're able to put her in prison, like, quote, prison, mm. unquote, in terms of, like, now we've, no, here's your nine-year nine sentence, but maybe I should put the nine-year sentence in, in quotes because that now gives them a bargaining chip, gives Russia a bargaining chip for um, uh, one of its terrorists that is in a, an American prison that mm. they'll then do an exchange for. So I, I don't anticipate she'll be in, in prison for a great deal longer, but she was a bit naive to think that when Russia invaded Ukraine, that there wouldn't be some sort of political fallout and that she might not, might not get caught up in that. Mm. So, look, she's played in Russia before because there's, there's very good money playing in Russia. But this might have been a time to think it through and go, do I want to be there at this particular time when our two countries are sort of bristling with each other? Um, and do I want to take um, some marijuana in and put myself at risk? Mm. And now, I, now, I don't... I could, don't know this for a fact, but she has played there before, and I'm, I'm sure she's packed the same sort of luggage before. But this time, when she's a, potentially a, a political um, asset that they can use to, to get someone out of out of an American prison, yeah, I think she was naive to think she could go in, um, as she might have in the past, and not be a political tool. Mm. And that's what she is. I, I don't anticipate nine years. There's no way that's happening. She'll be, she'll be, will be out. I, I think within six months. But it, it's still an awful, awful time for her. I feel very sorry for her. She's a fine basketball player. Sad. Body uh, LeBron James is the biggest name in basketball in the world <laughs> at the moment. He has uh, a son, Bronny, his eldest son, and his long-term ambition is to play in the NBA with his son. But before his son gets to the NBA. He's got to make a few decisions. Now, a report released last week over in the States said he was choosing whether he went to college or played in the G League or another possibility is to come to Australia and play in the NBL. And I see Paul Smith, the owner of the Sydney Kings, says Sydney is the only city in Australia big enough 
for the Jameses, <laughs> and that's where he would fit in quite nicely. He thinks. <laughs> you got to love Paul Smith. He's, he's definitely um, a, a spruker. He's out there, you know, doing his thing. A bit like um, the greatest showman. He's, he's out there. Um, look, we've had great success with the players that have come. Lamelo Ball, who was a pretty big name. Came from a fairly big name family in the states. You know, he, he did quite well playing at Illawarra, uh, which is hardly Sydney. And you know, we've we've had others that have played for the New Zealand Breakers, that, that are, uh, played for Adelaide City Sixers. I don't think the destination is that big a deal. But good on Paul Smith for bringing it into the into the light. Excellent. And yeah, if, if Australia is an option, what a great thing that would be. That, I mean, all eyes would definitely be, again, focused on the NBL from outside as to see how, how LeBron James' son is travelling. Yeah, that would be huge if it was to happen. Can't really see it myself, but, you know, I've been wrong before, so fingers across because that, that would be a big thing wherever he played it. Not sure that Sydney might, might be his only destination. But good on Paul Smith. I love the man for doing these sorts of things. Good on you, Body. Good stuff, Body. Yeah. Just uh, one other thing, just uh, solely allied with that, Body. I mean, uh, we were talking earlier today. Um, uh, Larry Kesterman, he seems to have done a fairly good uh, job getting the NBL sort of, I don't say up and running again, but it was sort of uh, looking a little bit shaky there for a while. Would you agree with that? Uh, and are you agree- happy with the direction in which it's heading? Look, absolutely. He has he's had so much to do. I mean, he's solely save this league. He's put some good people around him who've um, helped in, in terms of publicity and, and getting it more into the mainstream consciousness. He's done a fabulous job. These these connections with the NBA, working out that, that the NBA didn't want players coming out of high school going straight into the league. You know, they, they abandoned doing that, so you had to go to college for a year. So offering up the NBL as a Next Stars program as an alternative, as a place to come and play professionally before the M- NBA career Eckend was another really smart step. They've done some very smart things, and, and he's invested a huge amount of his own own wealth. So I've hats off to him. I've got nothing but respect for what he's done for the league. Good on you, buddy. We'll chat next week, mate. Thank you. Look forward to it, guys. Cheers.